This is the Bling Vieira Podcast. Got that right. And I'm your host, Bling. It is Tuesday, November 2nd at 4.56 p.m. market time. The S&P 500 today closed at 46.3065. hit a brand new high of 46.3515. And that's higher than the new high that we hit yesterday. So quite literally a brand new all-time high. Will we stay up here or will it go back down? That is yet to be determined, but comparing it to March 25th and April 16th, like I was last night, um, that would be 15 trading days. And in October 13th to today is 14 trading days. So we're at that point of no return to where do you want to get in here or do you want to wait? And if you wait, there's a possibility you could miss uh some of that move, if not all of it, depending on how big or small it is. And it's tricky, man. Honestly, last night I was looking at those charts just thinking to myself, man, this is too easy. And now after today, it's like, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to go back down, does it? And nobody knows, or at least nobody, no retail traders know. And how do you figure that out? besides just sitting back and watching and being patient. Because for me, I'm kind of either sitting back, being patient, um, being cautious and careful, or I'm getting in there, I'm messing stuff up, I'm making a mess, I'm not cautious, I'm reckless. Somewhat. Maybe not too reckless, but I'm. you know what I mean? It's like I'm either too reserved or I'm too forward. And that, yeah, that's not... I think part of the problem with that is trying to adapt to the different market behaviors so and different time frames of conditioning. Um, for example, September 2nd of 2021, just a few months ago. Uh, yeah, two months ago exactly. We'll go two months ago exactly because uh, it's November 2nd today. That was, at the time, that was the top. That was, that was it. And so from September 2nd all the way to... October 13th. October 13th wasn't the bottom, but that's when the momentum shifted and the and the patterns changed from higher highs. And that's 28 trading days. That's about an entire month of all trading days. And it's 41 like weekends, holidays, all that stuff too. 41 days. It will follow a trend. It will follow a behavior for 41 days. So whatever you're doing during that time, whether there's other stressors, other emotional complications that you're dealing with, but that happens. I mean, life happens. Trials of life, surviving. It's not easy to do, to just quickly change your mind after it's been doing something for 28 days trading days in a row it's like it's convincing after 28 days and i don't know much about how long it takes to um condition yourself to to start like assuming things or associating things i know like with uh you know upbringing i guess it takes seven years to to get kind of programmed or you know your personality and i don't know how valid that really is i kind of a little bit skeptical of some of that stuff. But 
ultimately, as human beings and as uh, as victims of our own emotions sometimes, we're convinced it's going to go down because that's what it's been doing for the past 28 trading days. For the past 41 days we've been alive, it's been going down. Or that's what you know, you've been seeing on the news and everything else. And then just one day, October 13th, now it's not going down anymore. It's just going straight up. And so from October 13th until today, that's been 20, 20 days. Uh, 14 trading days. So how do, you, how do you figure all this out? What does all this start to mean after a while? Is it, is it even possible? Well, of course it's possible. I think I'm only going to refer to them as just days instead of trading days. I'll, I'll be specific if I want to say trading days, but I think ultimately um, just regular days, including the entire time frame from, say, September 2nd to October 13th. I'm just going to say 41 days. And if I need to clarify the trade amount of trading days, I will. But over the course of 41 days, that's you can get programmed pretty well, I think. And convinced pretty well, like, oh, this might actually be the end of the stock market or the doom and gloom that everyone's talking about. And it doesn't even have to be everyone. It's just the, the people that you follow on Twitter or the people you listen to, people like me. It's like try to drag you down. No, it, it can kind of convince you. And I don't think it's always a bad thing. I think sometimes you want to hear what you want to hear. And if someone's saying it, you're going to listen to them, whether they're right or wrong. That's a completely different story. But you're going to identify with what they're saying and you're going to want to want to listen a little bit more. And yeah, maybe misery loves company. And so that's what it is. And you just want to be miserable together. I don't know. I'd prefer to not be miserable together, but it happens. Get together and just start complaining or making up excuses. It's fine. But how do you how do you just not how do you just avoid that though entirely? Is it possible to avoid that? All that stuff. Like maybe. Depends on how emotional you are. Someone like me, I think I can get caught up in my emotions a little bit too often, too quickly, and I'm a little bit too quick to assume that if I've been right for five or six times, that I'm gonna be right the next seven, eight times. And that's not always the case. And that's something I'm trying to work through myself. And maybe I'll never, maybe I'll never overcome it, but I have to try to um, do things to avoid it, whether or not it continues to exist. I can still do some sort of like a risk aversion, risk management kind of thing where it's not anything kind of trading related. It's more emotional related. When you compare March 25th, 2021, to October 13th, 2021, it is very similar to the point where I was convinced. But if you just take a couple steps back and look at it a, a little bit from the long view here, between March 16th and May 7th, it just went sideways, right? Didn't go up or down too much. I mean, it fluctuated, but nothing major, nothing to write home about. In the entirety 
of that between March 25th and May 7th, when there was actually like a measurable, big enough move that that was, I guess, significant enough to where, yeah, you could have done something with it. That's 43 days before that shifted. Now, was it going up the entire time? No. But it's still similar to September 2nd and October 13th. Was it going down the entire time? No. But it wasn't really going anywhere. It was going down mostly, yeah. And that was 41 days. 30 trading days, 28 trading days, does it matter? Because there's holidays and all other stuff. You can't time that right if there's other... You know, if it's always changing, you can't, you, you can't time it right. What we got now coming up on uh, the 7th, November 7th, Daylight Savings? What's that going to do? How's that going to disrupt the timing if you're going by time frames? At least just to get an idea of what you're doing or where it's going and trying to predict trying to see the similarities, trying to exploit it. I, it's, man, you can spend all day and you can spend so much time and you can get into some software that's gonna model stuff for you. You can build your own software. You can start programming stuff. You can start doing all of that. And you will still, at the end of the day, just be scratching your head like, What's going to happen tomorrow? How do I time this right? If you had enough money and if you didn't really care that much, you'd want to get involved too much, then yeah, you could uh, just right here buy some puts for, I guess, uh, another 20 days from 20 days from now and, and plan on it to go down. Or if you didn't have a ton of money and you only kind of have like you have to be smart and strategic about things. You're not going to trade all the time. You're not going to trade every single day. And I don't think that's really sustainable either. That's something I'm also trying to, to deviate from uh, a lot more. But just having enough wins, I get, I just start to get I like, okay, let's keep trading. You don't have to trade every day. And if you don't have the means to buy puts all, you know, with a lot of premium, a lot of time on them, or calls, whatever, what have you, then you have to be strategic and you have to time it right. And that's going to take some effort and it's going to take some self-control. And it's just going to have to take some experience of trial and error. Because I think even for me, when you start talking about emotions and how to overcome them and how to all this, um, I kind of get caught up with the idea of no, there's no, there's no, there's trial, but there's no error. Like I figured it out. I'm past all the trials and errors. It's just right now. It's just, let's go. I'm done with that. I'm done with the errors. And for me, sometimes I think it's hard to accept that. No, it's not over. It's always, it, you're always going to have trials and errors. It's always going to be, you're never going to be that good. No matter what, like no matter what you do. You're going to mess up here and there. Some mistakes are going to be a lot worse than others, for sure, depending on the trade and everything else. 
but you can't have that idea of perfection or that you can't lose that's goes for for both sides because you get that idea of i can't lose after you've had a consecutive amount of wins and you've got that confidence and you've got the money and everything like that's totally understandable but you also have that same thing when or that same mindset when you're going into it like i have this one trade I've been waiting for it. I've been patient. I've been watching it. I've been stalking it. Now I'm going to pull the trigger. And if you end up like messing up on that one, that's yeah, that that trial and error is going to be a lot worse than if it was just sort of a casual trial trial and error situation. And so for, when it comes to losing or being wrong, sometimes I don't really even consider that as an option. And I need to as just a normal option, as an everyday thing, it's totally normal, it happens to everybody. Like, I need to start doing that. But I guess the, the problem that I have with that is when I start to think about it in a way where I'm making excuses all the time, or like, oh, well, I guess everybody loses and stuff too. So, like, it's comforting to know that everybody goes through difficult times, even if it doesn't seem like they do. They do. And, yeah, how do you overcome all that stuff? Well, you have to time it, right? And I think the longer you wait, the better off you are. And that is something I need to practice. Like, I need to practice what I preach with that one. But it's true. And I think the longer you wait, the more clarity you're going to have. And, like, the, you can see the bigger picture for what it, what it is, what it really is. And a lot of times, like... I keep using um, March, or we'll, we'll just do, uh, do September 2nd. September 2nd to the most recent one, October 13th. The, the big moves didn't really start happening until September 10th, September 9th, an entire week after that top. So like in theory... We're looking at a week, we're looking at next Tuesday. You know, before it's actually like, oh, now, it, yeah, actually, it really might be too late. That fear of missing out. Because right now, it's still just going up. You're not missing out on anything, except for if you're trying to go against the market, you're just kind of losing. Even if you're, well... I guess if you got the bottom today, it might, yeah, it'd be worth it. It'd be worth it. If you got calls and you're playing that side of things. I don't know. It's, it's, it was a kind of a longer day. I think tomorrow is going to be a lot more interesting. Probably in about 45 minutes. What time is it now? 5.15 market time right now. So once the future's open in about 45 minutes, I think it'll start to paint a more clear picture of on the rest of the week. But again, the, the futures were kind of red overnight. There's just no way. There's just no way to be totally sure unless you have enough time and you have enough money and you have enough like, uh, what's the word, like you're brave enough to, to face a loss or whichever direction. Because up here, if you're buying calls, I think it's just equally as risky. Um, seeing the rug pull last week and so what they're trying to do with, I think, 
get people comfortable, get people familiar with drops and how they're going to buy it back Friday morning. It was a drop and then they just bought it all the way back up and it kept going up. It's incredibly frustrating when that happens and you're on the wrong side, but it's incredibly frustrating when you're on the wrong side and it happens like for an entire week or it happens three days before it actually starts to go down. So I guess ultimately what I'm trying to say is that the longer you wait, the better you are, mostly. And the problem with that is that you always think about that one time where it wasn't like that, where you did wait and you just watched it go down like, like I did between all of uh, September and October 13th, mostly. I watched it. I just watched it. I didn't get, I didn't get in. I didn't do anything. There was a few times. Yeah, I sniped it a few times and got it and made it a little bit here, lost some there, you know, whatever. But ultimately I just sat there and was cautious and didn't get, get my hands too dirty. And I just, I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't know. I, I guess just waiting for like a bottom or when it looked good and man, I timed it. I did. I, I timed it okay, but if I would have just held it a little bit longer and it turns into that coulda, shoulda, and it, if it was different this time or that last time was different or the last time it did this, so I'm going to hold it longer and they buy the dip back and it's just such a headache. And at some point, I mean, there's even right now where I start to ask myself, is this really fucking worth it, man? Like it's, it's awesome to win and it's awesome to know it feels magnificent to know that you're doing it the way you want to and it's working for you and it doesn't matter what anybody else says it doesn't matter what anybody else's job is or any of that it, you are doing what you wanted to do and it's working and that's a such a amazing feeling to have but it's also a miserable feeling to have when you are hoping or dependent on it or things are might have been a little bit trickier the past bad week I, you know people have bad weeks bad days at work all the time so if you're trading and you have a bad day bad week like how much is that going to affect you and also how much are you going to be like lamenting on that in your next position when it's like well last time it just sank all the time the whole day for the entire so I, I sold them too early. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to them all day till they you know till they go to zero, till they expire. Like I don't. I wish I had an easy answer, and that's where I'm just like, oh, just wait longer, just wait and watch it. But I don't I don't know if that that that's a good solution either. I think just going over your trades of the day cataloging things like taking an inventory of uh, how you reacted and how you responded to market behavior and the positions that you had and what you should have done last time and what you want to do this time but for me I think there's there's certain rules that I cannot break because the market's always changing and if it's 40 days then you have to be on your guard and so far since um, October 13th, it's been 20 days. So we still have time. You still have time to make it. It could still keep going up. This is the Bling Vieira podcast. But what if it doesn't? 
Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.